week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. For the thousands on the internet, for the millions watching on YouTube, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the voice party! I am Joaquin Xavier, we got JD, we got Phil Spruner, and we have representing from IndieHandshake.com, Jesus Cruz! Crotch shop, crotch shop. And of course, if you're not down with that, <laughs> we got two words for you. We got three words for you, the voice party. Oh, I was going to say like and subscribe, but that works. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh, I thought shit. JD, honestly, I thought JD died right when we were going on. He's just like. <laughs> I just took some medicine for my headache. I took some oh, different I, kind of medicine. I, I was oh, yeah. so wrapped up into what he was saying, I forgot to press some of the buttons. Oh, my bad. It's like they're getting more and more intense as the day goes, like, you know. Fucking sounds like a what's his name? Michael Buffer, the, yeah. the boxing guy, yeah, yeah. Oh, wrestling guy too. Oh, wrestling guy, yeah. yeah. Wait, he did wrestling too. WCW, yeah. man. Yeah, they bring him in for like pay per views. Pay per views. That's genius. So I don't know that. I'm fucking out of touch with wrestling. Guys. <laughs> it's, it's all you guys the, do your thing. <laughs> you guys do your thing. Boy, raps plug. It's we've funny. been running. I stole the the tagline from WCW. It's like where the big boys play. Oh. Totally stole that from WCW. It's funny because I'm out of touch with wrestling too. I only know like the indie stuff now. Also, you don't know AEW. I have no idea what's going on, other than what like Phil and Joaquin send or on our text messages, like on our. You guys chat. have a text message? Yeah. Uh, without, without you. Without dude. me, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you traitors, <laughs> fucking Judases. <laughs> the the indie hand. Except you're not you're you're not betraying Jesus this time. Right. <laughs> you're on his side. The, the, the indie group chat. It's a lot like the voice party group chat. There's a lot of. See, memes. I'm not in that one. Yeah. Oh, There's a well, lot of memes, and okay. then occasionally <laughs> we'll drop something important, like, "Oh, here's our next schedule." <laughs> Right, right. Okay, okay. This is our next project. Okay, yeah. all right. What does Hindi indie handshake mean? That sounds like a sex thing. So <laughs> indie handshake, uh, it's spelled I-N-D-Y. Yeah. Uh, it stands for independent wrestling. For sure. They call it indies. And it actually, it's been spelled both ways. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of, uh, you know, how do you spell it? N-D-I-E-I-E or N-D-Y. We spell it N-D-Y. What, the, what indie handshake means is uh, a lot of the wrestlers, uh, I don't know if they still do this, but when they would shake your hand, they would give you like the dead fish, like that. Wait, when when wrestlers, uh, like when you shake hands with somebody, like when you're in the back and you're introducing yourself to all the wrestlers, right? You would you would do like a limp, very because they because that lets the other wrestler know, hey, I'm not gonna hurt you out there. I'm gonna so that's fine. one of the meanings behind it is like if if you shake this guy's hand very lightly, that means you're gonna be light in the ring. And oh, it, it, it's like an somebody's old... hand and fucking squeeze him like, oh shit! He's gonna kill me. Yeah. So that's the okay. I didn't know that. So wait, like the 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 big guys do that. Like the ones that are more experienced do that to the or it's All just, just opponents. Everybody. Like we're gonna go in the ring together here, limp hand, limp it's, hand. It's a respect. Yeah. You should have named. But I don't. I don't even. You should have named it limp hand. Anymore, to tell you the truth, it might have been more prevalent like back, back in the like late '90s, 2000s. But I really don't know. How it is now. Okay. I mean, wrestling culture doesn't change too much, right? Like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff doesn't change too much. So. Well, I think it is, like, it is changing because a lot of the old-school guys with the old uh, uh, points of view and old mentality, they're kind of, you know, retiring or, or getting out. Mm. Um, you know. And Indy's hella big right now, huh? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's, it always it's always, been, like, there's always been a scene. 
Okay. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, Lucha is a whole different thing, too, right? Like, I mean, yeah. com compared to, like, this. But California and Lucha Libre, they're pretty much go hand in hand just because of the proximity to Mexico. So yeah. the style definitely influenced the, the West Coast, yeah. the indie style, I should say, yeah. Mm. Now, what I will also add to the discussion about there always having been a scene, it is true. There's always been a scene, even when WWE did its massive expansion when they bought out all the talent from everywhere. But I think that the advent of YouTube and the internet has given so much more exposure. Like, right. um, pro wrestling gorilla would not have been noticed without the internet. Right. You know, with, and also the fact that WWE bought out their major competition back in 2000s, it's like that vacuum, something had to fill that vacuum space. And if networks right. weren't going to look for the next big WCW or ECW, the indies had this access that they hadn't had 20 years before. Right. And you yeah. know what? Locally, all pro wrestling really took advantage of the internet when, when it was still kind of a new thing because they were on it. They had a really good website. You know, uh, they even have a, they had an internet uh, championship title that mm. <laughs> the idea behind it was like you could only watch it if you stream it or something like that. Yeah. But um, that didn't really happen then. But yeah, I think APW was, was uh, that's in Hayward, right? Yeah. Like they, they were up there when it came to technology and 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 uh, they were internet. online yeah and on the forefront yeah and and uh, big time wrestling was slowly catching up because APW had a team that he, they had a team that just did that you that's know? that's in the documentary uh, what's that documentary and then beyond the mat beyond the mat right that's like, the only time I've ever heard of APW before you right guys did and that yeah and that documentary you know did a, a lot of stuff for them too including Michael Modest because that's how a lot of people knew. Michael Modest, who we had, uh, we just did a, a piece on him on uh, Indie Handshake. But um, going back to, um, so Big Time Wrestling was, <laughs> they had a message board that one of my buddies was the one that created it. Mm -hmm. And it was, back then they would throw a lot of shade at each other, APW, BTW, back and forth. And so the, my buddy made this website, Bobby Medic, shout out to Bobby Medic. He made this website where he had the APW logo and he had a little gif of a, of a guy pissing on it. <laughs> on the logo <laughs> oh and it's dear. like oh my god so that's you know there was a lot of hostility a little yeah. bit it's funny because it wasn't really the promoters it wasn't like kirk or roland it was like everybody else you know oh fuck those guys oh f those guys you know meanwhile they're friends <laughs> the, the yeah. i mean i don't think they were friends <laughs> no but, but you know what i'm saying obviously like, there were competition the but fans like to build a fucking rivalry it makes yeah, it fun I, I mean i wouldn't go to all pro wrestling just because i was working with big time wrestling in like 97 98 99 and I was like, I'm not going to go over there. That's kind of like a Coke or Pepsi thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was stupid. I wouldn't watch WCW for the same reason. Right. And, you know, that was dumb because WCW had a lot of great, you know. But didn't you do ro uh, something with Roland? Yeah, later uh, in 2000. He died uh, already, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Louis Costa and uh, Paul Ponte and myself um, uh, signed up to work with All Pro Wrestling and do all their video and uh, some of their photography stuff, too. It's big right now, right? Like, it's it's gone bigger. It's still, yeah. Yeah, it's still, uh, I mean, they, they ran shows at the Cow Palace, you know? I think okay. they did what, two? Yeah, they, yeah. Did, yeah, they did two at the Cow yeah. Palace. And they, they, they fill it up? I don't know if they filled it up, but I mean, but, it was... I mean, that's it was, a big fucking move. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. still a decent turnout. You know, I'll never forget... You I, were there? Um... I've read about the tournament. Oh, okay. Online. I, thought I wasn't actually there at the AP. I don't. Well, actually, because well, you guys go to events, that's why I'm asking. Did I? You know, I did we go to the APW? I think you went. With, you think you, uh, you and me and Evan to the first one? Yes. So that was a good turnout. And you guys were there. I knew you I wasn't there. mistaken. That's why no. I was like, wait, because I know we went to a well, few APW shows. Was that one of the ones? Yes, it was. Um, I was only there for a year. Okay. 
Okay, no. But a lot of shit happened in that one year that I was there. No, but one year? All these stories you have about APW, you've only there one year? Yeah, it was all there for one days. year. Wow. From from King of Indies, the first King of Indies in 2000, to King of Indies 2001, right after King of Indies is where we had a falling out and we quit APW and we were you, we were young. I don't I think I was 20 years old or barely turned 21. Mm. And you so had we your little drink. show, right? What's that? You had your little show. Then I then I started doing shows in like 2003. You're like a kid in those videos you post. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh the TV show. Was that that was an actual TV show? So we had a how old were you? Like high school? I was 16 17 when mm, we had a TV damn, show. That tracks. So and this was in Newark California at a public access station that we would volunteer at. I ended up working there for like 15 years after that but um yeah they would let us like yeah you guys want to do a show on wrestling go ahead wow. had a half an hour show and then through kirk white and big time wrestling he'd he'd be like hey i have undertaker here i have owen hart here you guys want to interview him hell yeah you, know? <laughs> well, you interviewed undertaker yeah uh, Bo bobby medic so bobby medic was the guy uh, uh one of my friends uh, i went to high school with him he's the one that got us into to, mm -hmm. to film for for big time wrestling okay so he got to interview Undertaker, Owen Hart, uh, oh, Bret Hart, Ooh, all these guys. Legends. You were what, be behind the camera? I'd be behind the camera, editing. Um, then I started interviewing like luchadores, La Parca, guys like that. Oh, yeah. damn. No, but I, it was so cool, man. It's like we didn't talk about this last time you came, huh? No, seventeen yeah. years old. Well, what happened was the last time he came, we wrapped the show and then started <laughs> talking about wrestling for like an hour. That's and a half, what and it was. Like, and then uh, and that's when I found like out too? they didn't know you guys. You, no, you didn't and, know and that's when I found out that Phil was at the uh, pro wrestling Iron yeah. uh, shows that I used to work at. Oh yeah, I remember we yeah. saw footage. I, I, yeah, there was footage of you at some show he filmed, right? Yeah, and ever since then, we'll like look at each other, hey, look, here I come, hey, yeah. look, here you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were in each other's shots. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, like a the, love uh, story. If, if the Indian <laughs> a love story. chat is lit. All along I was there. He's oh. just constantly sharing. <laughs> the Indian, hey, the Indian look, notebook. Look at 17-year-old <laughs> Phil sitting in the crowd at this Iron <laughs> Show with seven He had his people. beautiful long hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when you look like one of the the. the by I, shooters. I, I used to look so pretty, dude. You, don't you did. I used to look so pretty. <laughs> like you had a mane of hair, sir. Yeah. Right now that you said Columbine shooters, I have a story. Oh my oh, god. I, I was there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was there. Uh, so you know, during high school, we had a pro wrestling show, but we we were also into filmmaking. Huh. You know, some of us. Uh, so we'd run around the high school with fake guns and shoot a little movie because oh, we, were we huge, talked about that yeah we were huge tarantino marks and uh oh yeah you know and the the teachers and everybody's like oh look they're running around doing their little movies whatever then boom <laughs> columbine hit Jesus. our fucking uh, lockers yeah. got uh, uh raided and uh you know all our fake weapons got and then we got up talking to uh yeah it was a whole thing it's like dude nobody fucking gave a fuck everyone before. was scared at that yeah point. yeah there was oh, yeah. there were stories about like and and a few years before that happened in Columbine, like, cause you know, it's uh, like a lot of hunting in there. There's dudes showing up in their pickup trucks mm. with like a shotgun in the back of the, the flatbed, you know? Yeah. And, um, that was like a normal thing. Oh yeah. No, I, I grew up in the South. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Arkansas and I'm deer sure. hunting season is like a r religious rite of passage for young people. Like they did a news story on that once. And I remember it was like 11 at the time and, and looking at one of the kids on screen and they're getting their face painted with camo paint. And I'm just like, huh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. just boys will be boys. the yearly hunt. Yeah. But it was just so culturally ingrained. Like I remember in middle school, seventh grade and everybody, that time of year hits and everybody and their mom is dressed in the camo, dressed in the, you know, the shirts that look like trees. And yeah, we're going hunting this weekend because right. it's deer season. Like to have everybody uniformly just do it is kind yeah. of interesting.
Yeah. You could never get away with that now. No. Fuck. Like, I don't even think kids film. I mean, I'm sure they could film TikTok shit. Right. But, you or know. The safety of their own homes. No, at schools when they when uh, school oh, was oh, open. School. No, I was, but nowadays. Yeah. They're filming, you know, they're using. Just flat out kill creativity. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have fucking had a lot of. You guys might have met. You don't remember it. You were yeah, at the I same mean, venues. Yeah, we were definitely. And that was just venue. one year. You said right that you. No, were so that for Pro Wrestling Iron uh, was there till the, till the end. So it was from 2002 to 2005. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I was more. I had more of a bigger role there because I was the I was the video guy. Okay. Like, like in APW, I was one of one of a couple of guys, but it was like Lewis Costa, myself, Paul Ponte, uh, who was doing photography for them. Um, yeah, we did a lot. Honestly, now that I look look back at it, I wish I would have put more, um, not not put like more effort. Well, yeah, put more effort because some of the footage we have, we were shooting on eight millimeter cameras. Like, damn, dude, this is. We got Misao, uh, Mitsuharu Misawa and Yoshinari Ogawa <laughs> and, uh, from, from Japan, and we got these little fucking high eight cameras. When the Japanese media came and saw our shit, they were like, "What the fuck is?" Yeah, this? it's like camcorder. You can buy a fucking Best Buy. So, it's like what you would use to film like your home yeah. movies with. So right. this this was in 2002. Uh, Pro Wrestling Iron had a huge show in uh, Fairfield, and they brought these guys from Japan. You know, Mitsuharu Misawa is one of like the top guys in Japan. He be the equivalent of what like a stone cold uh, Hulk Hogan See, I feel like such because I remember I think it was Stanley Ender when they had like their first TV taping right when they brought in Ogawa and Misawa yeah and I think they took so that was the Mo- second time yeah they brought in like fought Modest and Morgan for like the tag titles like I was at that show and uh I didn't know shit about Japanese wrestling, and I'm such a fucking asshole because all these people are chanting "Misawa," yeah, "Misawa," yeah. and then as soon as the crowd chant dies down, I just yell out "Tajiri." <laughs> oh, I mean, what a dick! Oh my gosh, I, I think f- I was there with you for that. <laughs> I didn't know any better. I and I remember looking at you like I don't know who these people are, Phil, but I'm pretty sure that's a dick move, <laughs> dude. One, one time, uh, I for one of my shows, I booked this guy named Nosawa. I don't know if you guys know Nosawa. I remember he, Nosawa. he was in TNA. He was in Mexico. Yeah, he mm-hmm. lost over like Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was a yeah. uh, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, so I I booked him for a show in San Francisco, but I was so busy I couldn't go get him at the airport. His flight was delayed, yeah. so I sent my buddy Alex to go get him. And my buddy Alex has no idea what this guy looks like, so he would go up to every Asian person <laughs> from that flight and just go, Nosawa, Nosawa. I'm like, dude, Nosawa's all tatted up. He's a he's a huge juggalo. He loves insane clown posse. So he's oh like, for real? Oh yeah, everything is insane clown posse with that. So it's just so funny. He's like, Nosawa. No, Nosawa, sorry, Nosawa, Nosawa. <laughs> but I was like, damn, bro. But going back to that Fairfield show, it was like, uh, it was a huge deal for them because yeah. they're bringing these guys from Japan, and they look, they're looking at me like, okay, dude, we need to light up this this uh, gym. And I don't know anything about was it like lighting. a college gym or something. It was a sports center. Oh, sp- oh okay. it was like a basketball court okay. kind of deal. And uh, I had a, a um, Donovan Morgan's like, here's my credit card. Go go rent some lights and shit. I'm there, so I had to hang. I had to go up on the cherry picker and hang these trusses of light. And I've never done it. And I'm doing it by myself. And uh, they worked. The lights didn't go out go out or anything but we were shooting that shit on fucking eight millimeter hey <laughs> might, as, might as well have been it should Jeez. might as well have been that but yeah look but you have it, a lot of footage from those days right now. oh like, hell yeah. yeah yeah that's what you did it's this right weird that like all this footage of like these japanese legends is the same quality as like the shit we used to shoot our backyard wrestling yeah. stuff <laughs> yes. yeah but that, that kind of makes it surreal but yeah. i think when you look at it like i've seen some of the stuff you've posted it kind of makes it a little bit more uh, i like it 
Yeah, like, it's it, like it, gritty. It's gritty and it's it like reminds a me time of ECW. capsule. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of ECW because ECW, the footage looked grimy. It looked kind of like you know the colors. You know, I know they had broadcast gear, but it still looked very and not nothing like WCW or WWE. Right, and it, I often wonder like what camera did they shoot? And it ECW also yeah. you with you know. I'm sure it also makes it feel older than it really is. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at that. Like this is before they were big, bro. Like exactly, yeah. it adds value to it. So I have footage from 2000 that looks like shit now because the the tapes you know maybe i wasn't taking care of them properly or whatever and uh we're now right now that we're doing a project on uh, woody farmer's bay area wrestling promotion those tapes were from the late 80s and it looks crystal clear oh. <laughs> was, that, was that like beta cam or umatic uh i think they're umatic they were Umatic-y, definitely yeah, umatic yeah, because that's like a, I think that's like a quarter-inch thick tape. So. Nice. So I have a, all those Umatic tapes, but I don't have anywhere to... to um, yeah, because it hasn't been a thing for fucking 25 yeah. years. And so it's expensive. Like, I'm, I'm, you, you worked at a spot. Yeah, so. and we would charge like 60 bucks an hour to capture that shit. Because yeah. good luck finding a working deck that's that fucking old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, you know... But yeah, the, the, the whole idea for Indie Handshake came from... Well, it came from two things. Paul wanted to do a... Um, that's your partner. A podcast, yeah, Paul yeah. Ponte. And um, he wanted to do a podcast, and, uh, you know, I helped him come up with the name Indie Handshake, and then... Um, I just realized that's the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> right, shirt. Yeah. We have a good camera view on that. Yeah, yeah we do. That's, that's the double logo. You got IndieHandshake.com, I-N-D-Y. Um, and then I was thinking, like, well, I have all this footage from back in the day, you know, from, like, 97 to like mid 2000s and it's just sitting here like it's just in my room and uh, then uh, covid happened i'm like well fuck now i have all this time in the world because yeah. i'm working from home right. so while i'm working on the side I'm, I'm dubbing all these tapes you know i'm digitizing all my tapes and uh so i wanted to do a thing called california wrestling vault and that's when you know after the voice party that's when i talked to joaquin and and, and phil and it's like hey you know would you guys be interested we had a meeting i think we went to my house one time Yep. Um, oh, were we supposed to get lunch? I remember. I didn't. I didn't go. That's why I got yeah. left See, out. See, that's why you got left out. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're not in the group oh. chat. It's okay. But, One um, ill-fated missed lunch later. <laughs> so we ended up mixing both both ideas. So now yeah. it's like this big thing, and Joaquin is is doing commentary on the matches, and that's another cool thing. Oh. I, I mean, uh, I'll ask you, how has it been? doing commentary for these matches that you know you you never saw and you might have not even known some of the workers there you know honestly it's been great it's been really informative because i'm like i i there's some amazing talent in the backyard i didn't in my own backyard and recognize some people I, I've, I've seen before like sarah del rey mm-hmm. um and then like i've seen michael modest donovan morgan i haven't covered their matches yet but mm-hmm. i'm just throwing some names out there but you know, like bison, stuff like that. And then some people I'm like entirely new to. Mm-hmm. And it's great to explore right. like these new workers on the side of the street. It's yeah. awesome. And I, one of the things I used to love to do back in the day when we were backyarders is I, I love to commentate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like sadly, a bunch of that commentary uh, was lost to uh, some editorial decisions. I was mad with power. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, well, basically, I would get a, a Phil would make copies of the tapes and hand it out to us, and I'd be like, all right, I load it in, and, and you, you get to watching the match, and then whatever happened to Mary? I'm like, where's my commentary? Whatever, the whole match is like... I just play Chumbawamba over the matches, Dynamite Hack. I just play music over the matches if I didn't like the commentary. Fuck Joaquin. I was mad with power. I had an editing board, and it was too much power for one 13-year-old to have. I forgot how long you guys have known each other. 
right? Known yeah. each other half our lives. I've, yeah. I've known Joaquin for 21 years. Wow. Because you guys were doing the backyard wrestling thing. Yep. He's the brother I always wanted. And it's like you probably would have been their perfect buddy to have to yeah. know back then. Yes. I mean, every every city had kind of their little backyard wrestling scene. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then I found out That's later. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm from the like Newark, Fremont area, and then. Um, a lot of rich kids, huh, with their nice backyards. Oh yeah, dude. And and, and uh, one of one of our uh, uh, arenas was a front yard. <laughs> so we weren't in the back. We were in the front. And every every time we're setting up our little weapons and stuff, and uh, weapons. It was at my shit. boy Justin Ward's house, and uh, he had the front lawn that he shared with the neighbor. It, there was like no division in that lawn. Mm-hmm. And every time we set up our little weapons, the neighbor would come out and start like watering his grass so we don't go on that side. Oh, <laughs> the line. passive aggressive. Yeah. He didn't say anything he was just like <laughs> and we're all there hitting each other. And, and then uh his dad or his mom had like an old beat up truck that was just in the driveway didn't work so oh dude it was like power bombs all day oh, on that fucking thing. so what did you use for a ring no we never had a the ring grass? well I'll, t- I'll take that back because uh it was always uh, lawns it was just lawns we never okay. made a ring but Typical Mexican. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut the lawn and then we wrestle okay, in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's like doing ring crew. All right, you guys are done. Mow the lawn now. And you see flex each other on the piles of grass you cut. <laughs> you got fertilizer beads on your naked back <laughs> from power bumps. No. no. Uh, um, but then, so we went from from the yards, and, and this this was a couple of different uh, backyard wrestling uh, groups. Mm. Uh, we did one in high school. Actually, a, real, a quick story about the one in high school it was called Fixed Fighting Federation Triple F. Ah! Uh, shout out to the four horseshoes. Oh! <laughs> and uh, one time we <laughs> were. Don't don't use that as my uh, <laughs> as my thumbnail. <laughs> That's why I said do it again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, so we were always looking for spots to to film and, and to do our backyard wrestling. We would go like behind houses and by the train tracks, and we had the cops calling us, and we had to scatter. Uh, one day we were. Uh, yeah, we were wrestling outside of a service merchandise, which was like a Target or like a uh, a big store. It was like a big uh, department merchandise store, and we were wrestling in the alley because you know it, it was uh, it was um, we were by ourselves. And then I forgot who it was. They decided they can go in through the uh, garbage compactor and into the actual building without setting off any alarms or anything. So we all followed. I still have footage of this. We found, like, fire extinguishers, all kinds of shit there. We used that as our, like, entrance smoke. (laughs) It's like, dude, we have this whole department store to ourselves. We're running around just fucking being kids. And, uh, but, yeah, and then we eventually... I started working with this guy named Nick Aragon, who was also doing video for All Pro Wrestling. And they were letting him, and he did some fantastic editing jobs. Like he, he was a really good editor, and they let him use the actual APW gym, which is like a legendary gym. Like a lot of guys came, Michael Modest, a lot of guys came from there. And now we're there, you know, we're taking yeah. bumps in this fucking ring. The first time I bumped in a ring, actually, no, I take that back. The first time I bumped in a ring was at a big time wrestling show. They were, they were setting up the ring, the day before at the TV studio. And they left, and we had the keys to the place, so we just go in there like, ah, fucking bump. I knocked myself out on my first bump. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, boom, I was out. your head? Yeah, I was just like straight back, just boom. Oh, fuck. That hurts like hell, huh? According to Evan, it's like it hurts like a motherfucker. You don't even, because you think it's like, it's uh there's some called? give to it yeah and no i don't give yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> hurts more than grass i bet <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, at that point, I preferred the grass because I was already used to the grass, you yeah. know, getting power bombed on the grass, you know. Yeah. It, it, it was fun. So you have a lot of cool memories with this, like that. Yeah. And now, that's the cool thing about this, like now you can, I don't say capitalize, but like do something else because you can't do the backyard. You mentioned you guys have a backyard wrestling reunion. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking Actually, about it off they, and on. Like, I'm writing, yeah. yeah. I have a, I'm writing a treatment for something like that. Oh, what do like you mean? All these older. The older guys that used to back here. Well, I don't want to give the whole a story away, but oh, you mean like a skit or like a like a movie. short film? Is the lizard or still film? in California? Dude, it's so funny that What's you that? just mentioned the lizard because uh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. Guy like, is always cold. Like what is that? It's code name, bro. Nah. <laughs> it's so funny you brought him up because yesterday I played uh, the documentary <laughs> the, the Backyard for my friends. Have you guys ever watched the documentary oh, The yeah. Backyard? I have the DVD. I'm yeah. a big fan of F it. Phil loaned it to me some years ago. It's amazing. We were talking. I, I loaned it to him, forgot I loaned it to him, thought I lost my and copy, bought a second <laughs> copy, yeah. and then told him just keep my <laughs> we, need send, we need to send it to <laughs> Sorry JD. Sorry about that, Phil. Okay. I didn't mean to it's steal it. It's, it's, I feel it's bad about that now. It's all good. It's a good movie. Oh, my. <laughs> keep that in oh, mind, dude. guys, when you want to let... Uh, Joaquin borrow something. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. What were well, you gonna say? Oh no, it, 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 it's a really, it's a really cool documentary, and it's about backyard What's wrestling. What's it called? Uh, the backyard. The backyard. Yeah. Okay. And um, and then the, it focuses on these guys from Modesto, and one of the main guys is a lizard. Uh, I forget what they called him. Like they called him like the one of the OG backyard wrestling guys from the you know from the area or whatever. This is a yeah. documentary or a real yeah. film? Like, it's a documentary. Oh, documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is he like older now, or how long well, ago? Was he, well, he was older when <laughs> they yeah, shot it. Yeah, like the documentary I think was filmed in like what 01, 02? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He was like, he like had a driver's license and a kid at that point. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh wow, dang. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. And, I mean, I saw the videos. I mean, they showed you their videos. Yeah. I can't imagine fucking doing that <laughs> at this age now. You broke your neck doing that, which I don't think we've <laughs> talked about before. On the podcast because well, we talked about it afterwards yeah, with him. My neck yeah, is screwed yeah. up. My ankles are screwed up. When I rotate my ankles, you can feel like the bones grinding against <laughs> each other and clicking into place. Jesus. Yeah, yeah like oh. missing cartilage, like Batman and the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It's just like there's nothing in between the joints. We're like, nah, man, I gotta do this fucking comeback. <laughs> they're they're asking for it. <laughs> well, because that was the thing. Craven, like, Craven. You guys were saying you would wrestle in like the front yard. We, when we were in high school, there was a fucking park. Rebels, there the was a park yard. down the street from our high school. Right. And we'd put on shows there, and uh, we'd have people from our school come and watch. Kennedy? Yeah. Uh, Deanza. Oh, Deanza. But the thing is, like, uh, wrestling wasn't really, like, big in 04, so we just fucking kayfade the shit out of it. <laughs> like, we told people, hey, that shit on TV, that's fake. Our shit's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so then, like, like heels and baby faces wouldn't travel together. Like, we'd all show up to the park <laughs> separately. <laughs> and, like, we would just, we'd be kayfabe 24-7. <laughs> Wait, in 04, it wasn't time yeah. where, like, like, one of the heels showed up at your house and didn't realize you were entertaining people from De Anza because he went to El Cerrito. <laughs> and so when he popped up, he had to be all like, I just came to get my DVDs. <laughs> Back. Well, Fuck I, you, Phil. Well, I remember when I when I was champion, I had a custom Committed. belt made for us, and I would like have that shit on my shoulder at school, walking down the hall in between classes, and then like I would just speak in wrestling promo because they'd be like, "Fuck's that belt? Oh, this this is the CCW championship. This signifies that I'm the best." CCW, period. Yeah. Like I would just speak in promo to get people to come to our shows and watch us wrestle. Little psychopaths. And, and oh, some VHS tapes. So oh, dude! If you watch no. that backyard documentary, yeah. there's a lot of psychopaths. Oh, yeah, man! <laughs> I, yeah, I, old school wrestling 
uh, psychology <laughs> basically says that you do not break kayfabe in public. Right, like right. when ECW was Sandman and gotten burned, and I, I think I remember it was like in the documentary they said that he kept his face wrapped up in public, going to the grocery store wrapped yeah. up, in, even though he wasn't really burned. Right? That's how you do it. Yeah. And and you know even in the indie in the indie like oh yeah that's the way it used to be all the time. I mean nowadays the secret's out. Yeah. You know, tough enough is a thing. It's been a thing for a long time. Right. But before what tough broke enough, the secret. Um, WWE a broke things. it. A lot okay. of things like WWE Beyond the, mat screwed, the screw job. Beyond, Beyond the mat broke it. WWE broke it. The screw job. There were a bunch of. It wasn't like one moment. Like if you. Yeah, there was a bunch. Like at one point, Vince McMahon, I think in like the '80s, flat out came out and admitted to like the wrestling commission. Because there were athletic commissions that yeah. it was fake because they charge like a percentage for athletic events, and so he flat out came out and was like, "Look, it's not a fucking real competition. Yeah. It's fucking fake. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not paying your goddamn fees. It's yeah. fake." But, and I would say that like even during the '80s, though, yeah, that happened, but. The internet wasn't really a thing then, so you could get away with going to the athletic commission and making that statement without it breaking out by wildfire. It still wasn't enough to kind of like end kayfabe altogether. Like, yeah. however, it goes back even further. Like, I think back in the like like back in the fifties. Good lord, I need to stop talking about this tape. But <laughs> I saw this wrestling. Yeah, you mentioned it in every episode. <laughs> I, I saw this the 50s like, with that hat. <laughs> I said, I said, it's the hat. Is the hat it's is the slowly hat. melting my brain? But no, 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 it's taking my over days. my brain. But no, there was a documentary I saw about the history of professional wrestling, and they said that the first time that kayfabe was actually broken, there was like during the old school territory system, there was a promoter who got like screwed out of a deal or something or got cut out of a situation so out of spite he went to the newspapers in new york the very next day and told the newspapers all of the endings for all of the matches that were going to go down on the following day and sure yeah. enough yeah the match finishes that were published yeah went down the way he said they would and then people kind of knew at that point like oh the well, secret well, okay, can i this is one thing that i i like because i remember when i was in high school or middle school Someone was like, oh, man, I ain't watching that shit no more. Like, what, you believe The Undertaker was really dead? <laughs> like, what the fuck, you know? Well, like, going back to what you were saying, like, even, it was like Eddie Mansfield did that, like, expose with, like, what, ABC or Hard yeah. Copy or whatever in yeah, the yeah. 80s where, like, he showed, here's how you do a body slam, yeah. here's how you do a blade job. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. and then you have dirt sheets, you know? The dirt sheets are, are were, like, little newsletters that you would get mailed, and it was somebody, uh, not only would they, like, review and, and uh, matches and talk about that but they would also say and I heard backstage that Shawn Michaels did this and yeah. da, 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 da. Oh, so that's, and they released it yeah, on purpose yeah, right yeah and they would have inside people feeding information to, yeah. <laughs> to like journalists yeah so the and the, the crazy thing about that is despite all of that there was still a significant amount of the population that did not know wrestling was just a show you know but i think that now because of the advent of the internet and an actual cable television show reality show i i think the horse is completely out of the bag big time especially right. you after know, benoit like you got a guy like uh um oh man what's the name of it he's he's, a, he's doing a podcast now and he hates everything new jim Cornette. yes a hateful, <laughs> a hateful hateful man um <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Cornette's always ranting about like the death of kayfabe and how the business needs to be protected. But it's like, Jim, it's over. It's done. Like right. they tied up 
kayfabe to a tree and they shot it in the head like old yeller it's finished and it's bigger than ever now wrestling's bigger than ever in a way and uh, my my thinking you know a lot of people shrug their shoulders and go i quit watching once i realized that it was (laughs) fake and i think undertaker was really alive i I think the biggest (laughs) i i think that the the difference between i always tell people like what's the difference between watching wrestling and watching a play or a movie Right. And I think the difference is, is that a lot of people, when they're introduced to it, don't know what it is they're looking at. And so yeah. the idea isn't, um, I'm not watching this because it's not real. It's, I'm not watching this anymore because it lied to me. Mm-hmm. And if we, mm-hmm. you know, were to teach young young people or young fans, new fans, hey, by the way, it is just a show, but there's artistry here, there's storytelling here. I honestly think you would have a lot of people starting to watch it young and then never walking away right. from it because they know what they're looking at from the beginning right. it's kind of like finding out santa claus isn't real it's like it's just my parents you know what i mean yeah. like it's, it's uh, you know yeah yeah, yeah. it makes sense it, and it, well the something we were talking about earlier like the, the wwe basically killed all the the territory thing in a way but that's what the indie circuit is essentially right, right. still yeah, is that a true like thing? Because they're they're kind of keeping that alive, where it's right. different. Except the territories were a lot. I mean, it was bigger though, right? right. Well, yeah. I would say I would say like when the WWE killed the territories. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time where you went from being the territory to just the indie, and the difference that I'm making here is that independent wrestling companies under the territory structure used to have television shows locally so right. like we live here we weren't watching the new york stuff that Van- mcmahon was coming out we were watching whatever local right. stuff and it was on regular primetime tv right when vince started doing the old cable takeover they lost their tv spots because yeah. the original deal used to be that television would pay the wrestling fed to be on their show pay them for content vince said i'm gonna pay you to put my content on and then like all the tv stations went you're gonna pay us to run you yeah. great and then all the smaller feds went you're gonna pay us money to, why will we pay you right. you should pay us because right. the game changed and then you went into this dark mode for a very long time until the internet came as yeah. a big spike thing is vince, vince mcmahon was a very like ruthless cutthroat promoter he didn't give no fucks right. like there's Still a whole doesn't. like starcade yeah. sabotage yeah. where uh, like when the Jim Crockett promotions did, ran the first Starcade on pay-per-view, uh, Vince McMahon called up the cable companies and was like, if you air Starcade, I'm not giving you WrestleMania 4. So <laughs> oh, you shit. have a choice to make. <laughs> Damn. So like all but five cable companies yeah. dropped uh, NWA and dropped didn't, didn't air Starcade. <sighs> and bringing it a little bit more local, and actually it, the next project that we're working uh, for Indie Handshake is Woody Farmer's Bay Area promotion, who had TV, this was in the late 90s, uh, 89 through like 93. Mm. They had, uh, they were running a, a, from a TV studio in Newark where I ended up working. And uh, yeah, they were the only ones that had television in the Bay Area. And it did not only air in the Bay Area, it aired in California and Arizona, I believe, and Seattle. So it was. It was indie. It was on Sports Center or something like that. It, oh, wow. it, it was a. It, that's an example of a territory right there. Like okay, old, that's school, an old school territory. Like the way that that would run. You know, it's those like territories that section. Were huge. Mm-hmm, that yeah. section belongs to this promoter. That section belongs right. to that promoter, and only these wrestlers wrestle there. And only the, you didn't poach talent. You didn't take talent. Yeah, from it was more like place. a reason. Instead of like this one promotion, be like yeah. this area, be like Mid South. 
Okay. Yeah, is this one okay. territory as opposed to this one promotion? And then this yeah. the Bay Area uh, promotion, Bay Area Wrestling promotion. Chris Jericho, who I'm sure you know, yeah. he came. He that was his first televised match was at that studio, and Crash Holly came from that in, as well. in California. Here in California, in the Bay Area, yeah. Oh, wow. yep. oh shit! In Newark, is man. the Bay Area like a, one of those big indie spots? It it started. It, it is now. I think. Okay. It wasn't too much then. There were only like maybe two, three local promotions. Um, but yeah, of course now there's a lot. Well, Hood Slam, that's the one I know. Is that yeah. is that considered? Uh, what is that? Hood Slam. But yeah, it's, yeah, I mean it's, it's, indie it's indie promotion, but they draw very well. Like they draw. I've heard. I've weekly invited. they draw well. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. Are they still doing it now? No, because okay. of COVID. Because yeah. COVID. Yeah. But if it weren't for COVID, boy, we'd see all those wonderful costumes flying around. Yeah, because yeah. that's There was like this big indie boom yeah. right before the pandemic hit. You know, APW was running the Cow Palace. Yeah. You know, Revolution is selling out. BTW yeah. is. is doing shows and then pandemic hit and yeah, fucking yeah. shut everything in apw is that where the the what's it called rikishi was doing stuff or am i tripping he's he's been in i APW? think he's been in apw I think yeah he's okay because i saw something with him like like right before the pandemic mm, hit and right i didn't know i didn't know how it was with the indies like big name wrestlers will drop in right is that common yeah oh yeah. hell yeah oh heck yeah yeah, yeah they're they're i, I know i'm sure they get uh, a kick out of it oh yeah i yeah. mean i know that like there are I mean, Chappelle came to do the brainwash. Like, you know, <laughs> a lot of times it's like when somebody's like run is over, like their deal with WB is up. They go back on the indies to yeah. capitalize on that because they can charge more because they just came off of WWE TV. Right. Oh, yeah. So then you'll see like MVP and Matt Hardy and stuff yeah. working all these indies because until they get signed somewhere and else. Big, big and then you have rare was, instances where like you like I think John Cena was at an indie show. Well, at I, some point, like in the, in the, in the last decade. Yeah, well, so. what that was, was I think it was like a high school in the town John Cena grew up in, or maybe it was the high school he went to, was doing like an indie show as like a fundraiser for the athletic department. And he showed up. And so John Cena came through and he brought Vince McMahon with him. <laughs> Vince like did a run in during the main event and John Cena was like the special referee or something yeah. just to like help. Yeah. Like little things money. like yeah. little things like that, you know. Well, what I, I forgot what I was going to mention about that, but, like, um, uh, I didn't realize. I mean, I don't know. I may be wrong. Is it are retired wrestlers kind of accessible, like, to get on interviews and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. right. It seems like they are. I, I'll tell you why I say that. I, uh, I always used to – I like Gangrel. That was one of my favorite yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, same here. I, I always enjoyed him. Yeah. Life. Best entrance in the – Best yeah. entrance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I called his uh, – I don't know if it was him. But I saw I saw like an inter a YouTube interview with him, mm -hmm. and he he has a school in like Florida or somewhere I forgot where. He, he had a school in L.A. with Rikishi. Oh yeah. shit! I, well, that must have been a long Knox time ago. Knox Pro, I think it's called. Because the one he had in I think in Florida. Uh, yeah, he probably did. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, this was more recent. I think he's from out there actually. Yeah, and this was more recent, so I I don't know why I was bored, unemployed, <laughs> and lonely. You know. <laughs> Let me look up Gangrel. I'll feel lonely. Let me look up Gangrel. <laughs> This is like his intro song. I mean, he's and then, and then I, I I saw that I I googled his school and then I, you I don't know Gangrel. I googled his school uh, like I after watching that YouTube interview right. and then I was like fuck it let me call and I called and it sounded straight up like him I got so nervous I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna ask? I don't know. <laughs> hey, can I talk to Gangrel? 
<laughs> you should you should book him for the voice part, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, sure. Gangro, you remember when you were in the brood? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, huh? yeah, that, that, I watched that video all the time. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, when you were coming up through that ring of fire, did you ever get any fire on you? <laughs> Classic. The oh, blood, real or fake? <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I. I don't know. I, if we had like a wrestler, I wouldn't know what to ask him. Like, does it hurt? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's, I, I that's not a terrible question, though. Anything you don't it know is, is a good I question. I remember when I was in high school. Me and like my clique of friends who all used to backyard with me. Like, we were serious. We were gonna go pro. Like, I ended up going to wrestling school and they didn't. But that's another story. But I remember we, we went to a BTW show because AJ Styles was on the card. Right. And afterwards, we were talking to Jason Styles about checking out the BTW school. And we had a friend with us who we just brought because we had an extra ticket, like he wasn't going to train with us or whatever. But as we're talking to Jason about the school, he's just there kind of nodding along like he's with us. And then, like, out of the blue, like, he asked Jason, like, when you get slammed, does he hurt? And we all look at him like, we're not, we're not, we're not, go wait in the car, go wait in the car. Wait, wait, was that, was that? That's Daryl. Okay, I was going to ask, is that Daryl? That's a perfect Daryl impression, by the way. Uh, so Daryl was this... AKA TPG. Yeah, he was the trailer. He used to wrestle as the trailer Daryl park gangster. <laughs> I felt so sorry for Daryl on a certain level because he, we had like three or four different promotions when we were kids. And during the PWL one, which was, which lasted from like, f I joined in middle school. Phil had it a year before I met him. So it was from seventh to like the end of 10th grade. Um, he he had a long run with the Intercontinental Championship. He refused right. to lose. He didn't want to get pinned. He kind of like, just to give you some idea of how much sway he had, when it was finally time for him to drop the belt, the match occurs. He gets put in a sharpshooter by this guy named the Rottweiler. The Rottweiler holds the pressure for a little while. The bell gets rung by the referee. All of a sudden, everybody runs out of the arena in a panic because it dawns on Daryl, wait, I didn't tap. I didn't tap. No, I didn't tap. Yeah, it's the Richmond screwdrop. See, I feel bad. <laughs> Richmond screwdrop. See, I, I, oh, feel, I feel bad for Daryl because he asked me to spend the night at his house one time, and I was like, no. And he was like, it's because I live in a trailer, isn't it? And I was like, yes. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's because you live in a trailer. Oh. <laughs> no, but, and then, like, you know, after being, like, intercontinental champ, world champ, <laughs> you guys create CCW and the man just ends up a permanent jobber for like the rest of the Yeah, career. we jobbed him out. <laughs> did, did you guys ever do like a cross? Because uh, you have your own little universe with your own like, you know, whatever it's called, your backyard wrestling. Yeah. Did you ever go like, like let's say you hit to another city and like, yeah, let's oh. do it. I figured that would have been. But yeah. we, you we did? did? You did. Did you we, guys we ever did do that? We did it too. We did like a, a proto version in the PWL days. There was Against another, fucking Pinol. There was another organization. <laughs> the closest we got to that, it, originally, we did it tw twice. Okay. The first prototype version, there was another fed called the SWL. We were the PWL, but then the professional wrestling league, but there was a supreme <laughs> wrestling league somewhere else in Richmond. Daryl was from this wrestling league, and he was always bragging about how, like, he was 
tag team champ and you know one of the guys came over and they had a tag team match he and daryl used to be tag team partners so we did a thing and then we did a full-on invasion but it was more like the wwe wcw invasion where most of the guys coming from wcw were actually wwe guys anyway like you know your invasion's falling apart when the lead is like stone cold and kurt angle on wcw what like <laughs> that's what this feels right now it's essentially it, so it was just daryl leading a bunch of PWL guys, including right. Phil, who would defect. Fucking Phil. And Phil's the owner. Of his so, so, so you guys, you guys have a, a, a history of flip flopping. I'm over here sitting. I'm the only non-indie henchman, like you but, motherfucking traitors. But you, but no. He's like, was that NWO when they all take off their shirts? Like, oh shit. Indie motherfucker. Yeah, at some it. at some point, we're gonna do like a watch along with some of this stuff. It's gonna yeah, be we've been planning but, on that. For but but later on with CCW. There was the war between CCW and RCW. Yeah. And Phil can we, we found we were uh, we were at that park mm. doing a show, mm. or I think we were practicing for a show. Nicholas Park? No, this is the one by my high school. Oh, by your high school. Okay. Yeah. And there were some guys there, like, hanging out, and they saw us wrestling, and so they came up and talked to us. And they had a backyard wrestling federation called Richmond Championship Wrestling, right. operating out of Vallejo, California. Yeah. So yeah. we did, like, a little crossover and a promotional thing with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, those That's are fun. crazy. You fucking hooligans. Double the, <laughs> the roster in a night. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I was a fucking terrible back hair wrestler, by the way. Oh yeah, I was mm. horrible. I, I, you saw, <laughs> I, I had charisma. I think, I think we all were. <laughs> yeah. the, the, look, looking back, my thing is, I'm like, wow, I took this way too seriously. Yeah, I took play fighting. I did it. I was play fighting. I mean, but you know, you you don't know what you don't know. There's there's backyard wrestling, <laughs> but, uh, and then yeah, there's LARP. The, the Bro, I, yeah, I used right? to fucking cuss people out like you reckless motherfucker. You need to start taking this shit more yeah. seriously. <laughs> you were late, Vince McMahon. No, yeah, there's backyard wrestling, then there's LARP. You know, like I think I don't know. No yeah. offense to Gaspar. <laughs> Gaspar LARP? <laughs> really? Is he a LARPer? He did. I didn't know. I asked him. Okay, this is funny. I want to join his LARP. Well, I, I think I'm he does it anymore. Player, so no, but he, I asked like him. Five steps hey, away from LARPing. Send me this video of you fighting, because he showed me a video of him sparring, like literally boxing, mm -hmm. and he could he could stick and move. And I, I, that's the one I meant. He sent me this fucking video of him dressed as a samurai, <laughs> holding one of those LARP swords, oh, fighting some knight-looking guy. Period LARPing. Yeah, uh, and he's. I'm more of a knights and dragons <laughs> kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sir Gaspar. I swear, no, he was a samurai. Yeah. Oh, samurai. yeah. What, what? So, so let me ask you this, Asus, because you've you've worked with BTW, APW, Iron. You promote your own thing. What do you think was the biggest difference between all those different promotions? Hmm. That's the Damn. great question. Um. So one of the biggest difference, I'll, I'll do big time wrestling, APW. Big Time Wrestling, since the beginning, since they started, always brought the uh, uh, superstar element. So mm. Marty Jannetty, uh, um, uh, 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 fucking, oh my God, I'm blanking uh, on fucking I, I, Snooka. Mm -hmm. Snooka, all those guys. So from the start, it was always like, bring someone that's known, and then we'll fill the rest of the card with our guys. So that, that works because everyone knows, you know, fucking snooka and you know oh shit the undertaker's gonna do an autograph signing during this show well now you oh, have shit. a lot more eyes on your local guys apw was more let's build our own wrestlers let's have our own main event guys that was like their or like organic kind of thing right homegrown and watching doing this modest piece the um 
We're talking about. Oh, fuck, fuck oh my god! Don't <laughs> give him no more. <laughs> no more water. No more water. Uh, I told you I medicated before I got here. You're too hydrated. No, but uh, I'm too hydrated. <laughs> but uh, during the modest piece, when I was editing all this APW, I noticed that APW had a lot of diversity, both in their roster and in their fans. Mm-hmm. It's like holy shit, dude! Like I didn't really yeah. pay attention to that because big time wrestling, you know kind of <laughs> i don't know how the way to say it but uh apw always like oh shit there's a lot of fucking diversity in the crowd yeah you know and it's uh so that i think those are the two the biggest differences from iron iron try to follow too much of like roland's way you know they're fucking booking shows up in angels camp and cloverdale and, and it works sometimes but if you're not out there to promote you know if you don't have someone that's from that area that's constantly promoting you know they had a whole tour one time angels camp uh cloverdale and maybe there was four shows that they booked three four shows and collectively they might have had 150 hmm. you know especially in angels camp there was like 12 people in the crowd yeah see that was one thing because I used to go to Iron all the time. I was a big fucking Iron Mark back in the day. Like, we were at your house, and we watched, like, the last Iron show yeah. that they did. And I remember being a fun show and having a great time. And then watching the footage back, there's, like, 20 people in the bleachers. It looks like yeah. a fucking COVID show. Everybody's all yeah. scattered around. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, 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 being a fan in the crowd, I never fucking noticed that. I just remember the kick-ass show. And oh, yeah. going back, I'm like, oh, wow, this... Yeah, twenty fucking people. Holy yeah, shit. I've Which, heard. It's, I've heard it's interviews. definitely a testament to the quality of the kind of show that they put on. That you don't even notice that it's empty. You're just enjoying. It. Yeah, and then yeah. I've heard interviews with some like famous wrestlers. I can't remember. Like I know, um, what's his name? Um, Eddie Guerrero had said something in an interview, like one of those Vinny interviews. He had that like some shows would have very little. And then the next day you're performing in a fucking huge stadium. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's how it is. You know, that's that's, that's yeah. wrestling life yeah. right there. You yeah. never know the kind of crowd you're gonna draw, or how many people are gonna be interested, yeah. and then and it know. hurts. It hurts the same. <laughs> and uh, and on, the, on the on the promoting end too, it's like I saw that a lot. You know, I would have shows that drew fifty people, and then I would have shows that drew four fifty. Like lucha, you know? yeah. When you did the lucha shows, yeah. See, yeah. when we started doing the lucha, it wasn't a thing. And this was in 2003. It wasn't. A, there wasn't a promotion in the Bay Area. It was a promotion from LA that would come in every couple of months and do shows at the San Jose Civic Center, which is a huge venue. And they would fill it up, you know, um, not not all the way, but they had a good crowd and uh, not as much as New Japan did that one, but, you know, pretty good. And so there wasn't a scene. So during my time at Iron, I'm like, well, fuck, how about if I do your guys' videos and you guys let me use the ring to do my own shows? And Michael Modest said, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. So he was in charge. Yeah, it was him and Donovan Morgan. And, and Frank Murdoch, and then go, yeah, go ahead and use it, you know, use our guys, you know, and then uh, I would book our guys, and and then we were like, well, fuck, I found this one lucha guy. Actually, he found me. Uh, he found a flyer that I did for Big Time Wrestling. I translated it in Spanish, mm. and he calls me. He goes, hey, I used to, I used to be a luchador like in Pachuca in Mexico. Oh wow! And I'm like, cool, man, come come to Pro Wrestling Iron. We'll you know we'll check you out. And yeah, sure enough, and uh, we started running classes there. I used to train. So I would train with him, and I'm like, dude, there's got to be more guys like this in the Bay Area. So I put an ad out on a newspaper, and sure enough, wow. fucking phone call after phone call. I used Ooh. to wrestle in Guadalajara. I used Ooh. to wrestle in Mexico City. And we started the the very first ever, like, in the Bay Area Lucha Libre training facility. Dang. This was in 03, between 03 and 05 is when we started training. Nice. Yeah. And is there, other than the the, the 
the one in San Jose. Is there another like lucha training? Mm, yeah. Because there is, is it? There's the difference between lucha and like American. American. Yeah. Like aside from the masks. Right. Uh, Just there's like there's a difference between the Japanese, Japanese and yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the three biggest ones, right? Uh, and then Canada. There's another Canada school. Does. There's another lucha school now that uh, Jason Styles teaches with uh, Mascara Infernal, who was. The first Mascara Infernal was the first graduate of that first Lucha Libre uh, uh, class. Oh, shit. And he runs uh, shows and trains in uh, Los Banos now. And you were part of that first training class. Right. And Jason Styles is, is whose brother? AJ Styles? No, no, no. Oh, no, Jason, no relation. Never <laughs> okay. Jason Styles is a Bay Area wrestler. Um, he, he's, uh, he was in Bay Area Wrestling, the promotion. Then he was in Big Time Wrestling. He did a lot of Lucha Libre stuff. He went to Mexico and trained for a while. And... He, you know, he, he made a couple of TV appearances on WCW, WWE, yeah. but his thing was, and, you know, he talked about it in an interview that he treated it as a hobby. He didn't treat it, treat it like, like a this is going to be my career. This is a hobby, mm. yeah. you know, yeah. he kind of regrets it now because it's like, fuck, maybe if I would have taken yeah, more seriously, myself. I would have. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he got on WCW TV, if he right. didn't have the sense to be like, Hey, maybe I could, you know, make this a thing. Like, like how do you walk among giants? Like people are making, yeah bank yeah. and just not take it seriously i don't understand yeah what, what what's your ultimate goal with with indie do you Henry, do you want it to be more than a show um like do you eventually want to have your own events you know i was thinking about that and actually paul and i were talking about that it'd be kind of cool to do a couple events yeah. once in a while with with all these guys that we've been interviewed like a lot of guys that aren't really active anymore but they would probably come back for like <laughs> no, no, like to wrestle. No, I'm kidding, but I'm like, yeah, you oh, got yeah, these yeah. two right here, man. I'm I just mean, waiting I, for their comeback. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm good. I got my. No, yeah. I got my. You got it out of your system. Wrestling I, championships I, I, under my belt. You I'm know good. what? I I don't have that many belts. I'm always ready for a go. Oh shit. <laughs> no, but you would want to do something with the guys you've already interviewed. Yeah, because a lot but, of them are still not, active, right? But not like a monthly constant thing. Like no, like maybe like once a year once or something. Every six months. I really don't want to promote anymore. Yeah. That's what you you're know. doing right now, buddy. <laughs> well, like putting on I know, a wrestling show. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the main idea was to get all this footage that I have out. And you still have more to go. And I still have a fuck ton more, dude. Damn. And people are now sending me their tapes. Oh, fuck. And they're like, hey, dude. He, and there's a lot of good gems on there, like... You know, it's like, oh shit, what, this match was from when? You know, <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like covered in a beard in his room, just like <laughs> addicted. Dude, <laughs> my little office space area has been taken over by tapes. Indie man. handshake is gonna be, I have a feeling, massively successful. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the, one of the, yeah. the difficulties I'm sure you know, because I used to. I used to run that photo lapse. I used to digitize tapes. Oh, yeah. yeah. VHS tape does not hold up over time. No. Like, after 15 years, it starts to just fall apart and degrade. Yeah. And they stopped making them 20 years ago. Right. So a lot Damn, of these tapes really? you're getting, you're like, ugh. Yeah. Because you're, you're asking me questions like, hey, can is there a way to fix this? And yeah. I'm like, well, you could you could clean the heads or you could pack the tape a couple times. But other than that, yeah. there's really not much you can do. Yeah. And, that yeah, I, I run to that issue. It's funny because the, the VHS that I was using, I had to constantly clean it, you know, because all these tapes, you know, some of them had covers, some of them didn't. And uh, I had this VHS de- deck that I was like, fuck, man, it, I, I think it's the deck. I think there's something wrong with the deck. Shane Cody, this wrestler um, who we interviewed for the Bay Area Wrestling piece that we're working on, he had an old v- VHS, uh, just that, like a VHS DVD combo, just kind of in the garage. <laughs> and I grabbed it to put one of his tapes, and it was like crystal clear. I'm like, holy shit! How does this deck that's just because <laughs> the heads wear out? The like, yeah. there's a lifespan. The more they only have so many plays on each head. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So if you don't watch it every single day, then it'll be okay. Well, no, it, well, yeah, because the thing is, it's like if you watch, you know, a hundred things on that deck, you're gonna wear that head out. But but aren't like digital like disc and stuff eventually gonna like kind of fade away too? Like, is there uh, you know kind of like um, film? Burn discs will burn discs will because yeah. what'll happen is like the thin layers of aluminum yeah. in yeah. DVDs Ooh. will start to. Uh, erode away it's called disc rot yeah. it happened all the fucking time with laser disc that's what with vinyl D- didn't have right with dvd it only really happens on discs you burn yourself yeah. on like stuff that's like commercially made and factory pressed made from glass masters yeah. you don't have that problem yeah. mm-hmm. but if it's something you're burning yourself yeah it's going to start yeah. to degrade after yeah. like i think 10 years or something so this is important because like right now i was watching a documentary about film like you know how new like acting's been around for years stage right. but film is fairly new and there's like hundreds of movies that we're gonna lose if they're not digitized. if they're not yeah. digitized and we already have lost some because there's like i think i mentioned that the thing gaspar uh, mentioned to me the the, the Kasia, the just a collection of rotted film oh yeah and it's just you know i mean that's this is what kind of that like that needs to be preserved because yeah. it's yeah. history i mean that i mean exactly. essentially that's one of the big things about an handshake beyond the like beyond this, the fun of it. Beyond the, well, beyond the fun of it, even beyond the business opportunity, if I'm being honest, of making money, yeah. you're, you're, we're archivists. You're yeah. an archivist. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a humanitarian service. For, it's for a culture, because yeah. wrestling is a culture. It's a subculture, and it's a precious one. Someone referred me Sorry. to as a wrestling, Bay Area wrestling historian, and I don't know if I'm that. I think that's a great thing to, like, great thing to describe you as. I forgot who... who Called me that. You probably did it yourself. You're lying. <laughs> well, if, Someone if you I wrote it in my notes. Well, 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 the thing is, if you don't do it, call yourself. Will. Exactly. If you don't do it, who will? Because these tapes are just going to yeah, be great. Yeah, and that's exactly. the short answer. Like, no, we're doing this because no one else is going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and like, I think it, like kind of like Mike Tyson. The reason he got so good was because because the model had him sit and watch all these old fights that you would never find. Right. And like, you know, young wrestlers. It's kind of important to watch all this shit. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And I definitely want to give props to, before I forget, I want to give props to three people that kind of pioneered all this. Uh, uh, Phil, JD, and Ron, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> and Jesus Cruz. No. Uh, Ron, Ron Head, J.R. Benson, and Peter Hines. So this trio, Peter would be like the guy filming, so he would do what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd always be at shows next to him. We're all trying to fight for shots. Like I'm like, who the fuck is this guy on the beret? And then, so they were doing what we're doing now, but in the late in the early 90s so they have some other historical shit that that you know they post some of it here and there but i don't think they get their enough due and they kind of and not only that but they influenced the scene because when apw started it was just a school they weren't doing shows jr benson and ron head ran a show at the san jose civic center and they booked APW wrestlers. So now they're getting them work. Okay. At the time, maybe all pro wrestling wasn't like, hey, what are you doing? Because they were considered not backyard wrestlers, but they had a thing called in- Incredibly Strange Wrestling. They were part of that. Oh, and then they yeah. started Extremely Strange Wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you look it up, dude, it's, it's some sick shit, dude. Yeah, Le uh, Emperor used to wrestle for them. Le Emperor, uh, towards the end, I think he did, yeah. I yeah. think, I think you should I have some screenings for like, like Bay Area. No, we should definitely fans. watch like like watch alongs with them. Um, yeah, but from I'm, your I'm footage. Still, yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be dope, man. And then doing all that stuff that they did, they got people places. Vic Grimes yeah. and Crash Holly got looked at because J.R. Benson 
send in the tape that they had. Crash Holly's from where? Crash Holly's a Bay Area guy. He's a Bay Area guy? I didn't yeah. know that. He yeah. got trained at... Um, he started trading with uh, uh, Bay Area Wrestling with Woody Farmer, and then he went to uh, All Pro Wrestling with who, Modest. Who was, like, the most well-known wrestler from the Bay Area like that? That's from here that, that we know, we don't know. I know Rikishi's. Well, as far as like TV wise, like or in general. I uh, mean, yeah, all the guys that went to WWE, like Rikishi. Mm, Rikishi. Um, but if you want to be more, The Rock wasn't he born? He, he's from Hayward. He's yeah. from the Rock. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah. yeah. But, I but mean, Bailey. Bailey was. Yeah. Bailey she, she's the more recent one. Yeah, definitely Bailey. Jesus Cruz. <laughs> there is. A, it's funny because there is a Jesus Cruz wrestler. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And I get confused with him all the fucking time. Oh, I bet. Like he wrestles at <laughs> Hood Slam, where he wrestled. I don't know if he still wrestles, but wrestled at Hood Slam. And then the the day after Hoods, the days after Hood Slam, I would get requests from people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, great show. Thanks. And I'm like, no, dude, it's not me, bro. You know, I don't know much about, like I said, about indie, but the one guy that makes me want to go to a show is uh uh. What's his name? Montoya. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Are you talking about a, fucking, uh, a Lad- blood and blood out? <laughs> you no. talking, you're going the other way. <laughs> no, he's a, he's, a, he's a comic in the Bay Area. Damn, I forgot his name. Um, he wears like those bandana pants. He does, he works with, he does, uh, I think he's in Hood Slab. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Marcelo Montoya. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. He's he a comic, long, long right? hair, right? Long hair. I don't, I don't know who he was a comic. I, I saw him in pictures doing stand-up, so oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if he, you yeah. know. That, I, I thought I you may have known him. I don't him. know him, but he's from the, Oakland name, or the name sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. I think he is like a, a hood slam or a stoner you guy. Right, yeah, and I saw like a video of him doing this move. I don't know what it's called when you like do a flip and you land on the guy. You mean uh, a moonsault? Yeah. <laughs> is it no, f- front. A front flip. Is it yeah. a Canadian destroyer? Or like this. Okay, if it's a front flip. <laughs> Las Arañas. If, if it's a front flip, you're, you're thinking of like a swanton. If it's yeah. kind of like a swanton, but he lands on the guy's like, uh, <laughs> on on like his legs like this, land on the guy's like neck like this. It was a weird move, and then he did like this thing, and he centon. flipped. Oh, it sounds, sounds like a something something similar to something similar to that. I would see what's his name, Ray Mysterio, do where you're like, I front flip on you, and then I land oh, on the my West legs, Coast pop. and I, I, then he uh-huh. throws him. Where did you see this? He on his Instagram, on his Facebook, oh. and he was wrestling some big dude. Got it. And what, then is I the saw him standing when he does. Yeah, it was standing. It's a hurricane runner. Okay, I I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure? Because he did this. He did this. Yeah. <laughs> they were like this. Because I mean, if it's this and then this, yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> I saw that th- he posted that video, and I was like, that looks so dope. And it was a small, like, I guess it was at Hood Slam. Yeah. And it was just, I. It's like one of those things, like going to a comedy show in an intimate room, like we're talking with Butch. Like mm. you get that, you can't get that feeling anywhere else. Yeah, and Hood Slam is, is a good sized venue, uh, uh, the Oakland Metro. Yeah. I used to run shows there. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Man. So, uh, so, well, but one thing I was gonna ask about Indie Handshake, you guys are putting out all these classic matches and these interviews. Do you guys have like a strategy when you're putting out these matches? Like, how do you choose like what matches to put out? <laughs> Just randomly, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, flip through the, all the footage and I'm like, ah, this one. And I, and I try to be like a, we have what, four matches a month around, so it's like, okay, I'll try to p- pick a big time wrestling one, a pro wrestling iron one, all pro wrestling ones, or SPW, whatever. So I always try to, and I try not to, you know, but you can't help, sometimes you get like the same guys. I think we had Jason Styles like four times now. Yeah, because so. you guys just dropped uh, at the time of recording. You just dropped the one with with Daniel Bryan. And, yeah, and Christopher Daniels. Ooh, That's two ooh, fucking ooh. huge names. Yeah, yes. just like they're just sitting we, on this match all this fucking time. <laughs> and we just got we just got dinged on a copyright for that. Um, there's another company that was 
uh, uh, renting uh, matches and uh they were like renting it for like two dollars or three bucks something like that and they hit us with the copyright thing but it's bullshit because that f the the angles that we shot there are angles and we actually aired this match with the, the guy that's uh tripping out they gave us permission to record it for to air it on our tv show back then so that match we already aired it before mm. and it's not even the angle that they have so we're, we're disputing now but that's when you know indie handshake is, is starting to, yeah. <laughs> to bubble yeah. to bubble up the we're, takeover has begun we're, we're like uh, uh uh rekindling old feuds now it's like oh my god dude that's that's <laughs> it. it's like i'm about to be 40 years old and i'm still dealing with <laughs> fuckers like it from like 20 years ago i mean you wanted this motherfucker <laughs> rick flair and hogan really been at What's that? I said, how long have Ric Flair and Hogan really been at it? They exactly. were like close to walkers, and they were still like, I'm going to get you, Flair! Before wrestling business. Before we go, man, like, where where can we watch your content and, like, you know? Yeah, you can go to IndieHandshake.com. Indie spelled I-N-D-Y. And you can get all the links there. We're on YouTube is where we air the full matches. Facebook, uh, Instagram, we have pictures too. We have old school pictures because yeah. Paul, Paul took a lot of pictures, um, mm, you know, nice. from those years. And yeah, just indiehandshake.com. Okay. And then your Instagram, where you. My are Instagram you, is. Are you, still, are you doing comedy again? If it if stuff opens up, okay. man. All right, yeah. okay. I just want to check. I just want to check. <laughs> quitting time. <laughs> quitting time. <laughs> uh, I can't quitting time, see, part two. I can't quit Indie Handshake because I'm already too, we're too You're deep too deep in this. You're too deep in it. Yeah. If you jump, I jump. I spend a lot of time capturing all these matches for me to go, you know what? <laughs> if you jump, I jump. <laughs> it does take a lot of time, but you know what? The the end result is worth it. A lot of the wrestlers have, have personally send me messages thanking me for like keeping their name yeah. uh, you know, alive and keeping their the their ones that died too I'm sure like oh, yeah. family like appreciate it yeah. well I mean even as like a fan like I've been digging like the interviews you and Paul have been doing with, with like uh, 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 Hook Bomberry and Joe yeah, Carter all those guys and, from that era and I wasn't going to be doing the interviews. What happened was, so Paul was doing the the um, uh, the podcast, and Paul's an awesome interviewer. I'm more of the uh, 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 SNL uh, Chris Farley. You know, hey, you remember when you were in the Beatles? Part McCartney, that was cool, huh? I was more like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I ended up doing the Luchadors. I'm like, you know what? The Luchadors aren't getting a lot of play, man. Yeah. Let, let me inter and I did some in Spanish, some in English. Yeah. And then guys would hit me up like, hey, man, can you interview me next, man? You know, we'll talk about this and that. Oh yeah. yeah. And then people started hitting us up now for interviews to that's be on up. that's yeah that's kind of like what happens with us like people you, oh, yeah. you open it up and then just people who have a story want to come right and, and they want to they want to share the content creates itself yeah pretty much well and thanks to phil and, yeah. and joaquin who who joined uh, indie handshake yeah, and i'm so proud to be and uh, pops uh, props to luis costa luis costa was him and i were the one who did pile driver tv back in the day with paul ponte and you know, and a lot of the stuff that aired on Paul Driver TV, we're kind of rebranding it in Indie Handshake because there's a larger reach now that wasn't there before. Yeah. This is before YouTube. Yeah. And that only aired locally. So now we want to put these matches out. It's important, man. It's history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. That's been the voice party. We're out. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. Yeah, we're out.